two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com tutor to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com tutor. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Tudor Dixon Podcast in the Clay and Buck Podcast Network. Welcome to the Tudor Dixon Podcast. I'm Tudor Dixon, and I'm so glad you're joining me today. Quite frankly, today we're going to talk about the attack on guns and hunting. You've probably heard people say that they're standing for the Second Amendment, but maybe you're not totally aware of what that means or really what attacks we're seeing behind the scenes. And we sort of want to dig deep into that. So I have someone with me today who spent his life in service to our country, and now he works to educate people on guns, gun safety, and how to protect our rights in the United States. Willis Lee is a retired lieutenant colonel who graduated from West Point and then served in combat for 22 years as a ranger and airborne qualified armor officer. He now sits on the board of directors for the NRA, the National Rifle Association of America. But first, before I bring Willis in, I want to talk to you a little bit about Consumer Tax Advocate. Many of you did the tough thing during COVID. You know who you are. You paid your people and pulled your business through the pandemic. And now doing the tough thing could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at covidtaxrelief.org. Government funds are available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. This is not a loan and you don't have to pay it back. But the program is complicated. No one knows more about it than the CPAs and tax experts at covidtaxrelief.org. You pay nothing upfront. They do all the work and share a percentage of the cash they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you had an increase in your sales. You did the tough thing for your employees during COVID. Let covidtaxrelief.org help you get up to $26,000 per employee. Visit covidtaxrelief.org. That's covidtaxrelief.org. One more time, covidtaxrelief.org. Now I want to get back to Willis Lee. Willis, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Tudor, thanks for having me. You're a great movement leader for us. I appreciate being on your show. 
Well, I think the same about you. I watch everything you're doing. I know that you spend a lot of time at these these uh, trainings for people of all ages to learn about guns. So I wanted to get your opinion on what happened recently with the Biden administration, because now they're saying they're withholding key front funds from our schools who have hunting and archery programs. And to me, this is shocking. My husband went through one of these programs when he was young in high school. It taught him a lot about safety about how to stay safe out there and how to protect others when you're out there hunting. So why would this be unless it is bigger than just hunting and archery? Well, it's certainly bigger than hunting and archery, Tudor, because this is an all part of their all out assault on not just the Second Amendment, but on freedom by cutting funding, especially for hunting programs and archery in the high schools. They're trying to attack the next generation. And as you mentioned, it's not just a function of learning and being prepared but it's also the responsibility and the safety aspects of owning a firearm, being able to safely go into the woods and perhaps hunt with a bow and arrow. Uh, It's across the board and it's not just this act. There's all sorts of attacks on the second amendment right now that they're using to restrict our freedoms. But see, they would argue, and I think this is an argument that resonates with a lot of parents who maybe don't understand guns or are not hunters themselves. They would argue, oh, this just gives kids access to firearms. Whereas I would say this is actually explaining to kids how powerful firearms are, what you, why you have to be careful with a firearm. Why would we, why would we take kids out of a situation where they have any understanding so that they may come across one and then you end up with a complete tragedy? It's the greatest safety effort that we have for learning, teaching children early on to not touch a stove. Well, here you teach them about stoves. Now we're telling them about firearms and archery. And that's the best best advocate we can use for teaching safety and responsibility going forward. How often do you think that someone who goes through one of these courses who fully understands it is going through one of these courses to then harm people. Wouldn't you say that the more likely scenario is that people are going through these courses to learn how to be safe and then also how to go out there and be good conservationists? Because I think that's another thing people don't understand about hunting. They think hunting is hurt, hurtful, harmful to the environment. You have to be a conservationist as a a human being. Isn't that right? Well, absolutely. Let let me address your first one. So far, of all of these shootings that the left likes to highlight uh, virtually every day, never has anyone who's been to an NRA safety course and an NRA member committed one of those shootings. Uh, Mm. It's just incredible because the responsibility and the safety training are integral in what we do. In terms of conservation, Hunters, especially outdoors people, not just hunters, fishermen, uh, campers, they're the greatest contributors to our conservation effort, uh, either through excise taxes when they buy their gear or just the fact that when we go out in the field, we want it there tomorrow when we go back. We want it there next year. We want it there for our children and grandchildren when they go hunting. So we, of all people, take care of the the world a lot more than the so-called conservationists. Well, because not only are we seeing an increased population in deer, and that really does have to be taken care of because there are adverse effects to having too many animals in certain areas, but also you talk about buying their gear, the taxes and and even the hunting permits, that money is going toward the DNR. It's going toward organizations that are doing work to make sure that our national parks are in good shape, that our reserves are in good shape. Isn't that right? 
And through Pittman-Robinson funds, that's the excise tax that was specifically set up by Congress uh, to collect those taxes and go into the conservation effort throughout the United States. That is the one tax that gen few conservatives complain about because we know that it's helping the environment. And so give us a little bit of an idea of how that helps the environment, because I think that this is something key. People don't understand there's a massive amount of money that goes into that every year because of the people who are contributing to buying firearms, going out hunting, fishing, all of those things. That's coming from those people specifically. It's not the rest of the country that's contributing there. And I think people are not understanding that these folks who are investing in their hobby or investing in what they do when they're not working, they are actually investing in the environment in bigger ways than most people will ever fully understand. Well, that's where the funding's coming from. I'd love to see some of these leftist billionaires pitch into this. But the bottom <laughs> line is those of us who go out into the wilderness, uh, go out to recreate, hunting, archery, we're the ones supporting the conservation effort in the U.S. So uh, one of the things you said, you said none of these shootings, these mass shootings or any of these things that we hear on the news all the time, none of these people had gone through an NRA safety course. None of these people are members are the of the NRA. And yet you have people like David Hogg, who has come out and viciously attacked the NRA and called the NRA murderers, said that they are contributing to these deaths in, in schools and these school shootings. What is the answer to that? Because clearly you have to have organizations that do this, like you said, with the hot stove. You teach people how to be safe. How do you talk to young people today and even talk to moms and dads who maybe are not gun owners and say, actually, what we're doing is preventing this rather than encouraging this? Well, as, as you know, Trudor, the, the hardest part is getting our message out. They know that we're right. They know they're not contributing to the safety of our children or well, any of the Americans that are living in middle of cities right now. But they also have uh, an ideology. They have a narrative they want to push. We've got to be able to get our message out. And we do it through different organizations, the NRA, USCCA, who also does training and insurance for firearms carriers. You know, Ducks Unlimited is a great hunting organization, Safari Club International. All of us need to be able to get that message out and, uh, and continue to form it, not just for young people, but even children. They just did a study recently where they uh, assessed that children, if they're introduced to firearm safety at a very young age, even a one minute video, yeah, are safer around firearms. Well, the NRA's got that program. We've had that program since 1993. It's called Eddie Eagle. Stop, don't touch, run away, tell a grown-up. And it's extremely effective. The left wants to kill it because they know that teaches firearm safety. It's interesting. We had a father on the podcast a few weeks back, and his son, actually, he is a proponent of what's called Ethan's Law. So he's been going around the country wanting safe storage laws. And we had talked about, well, what about... What if you could do some sort of an, an education program across the country so that kids would understand that or and even parents that you should have your 
if you have a weapon in the house, it should be locked up. And and this was a situation where his son had gone to a friend's house and they, oh, they, the dad had an unsecured weapon. He ended up getting shot in the head and he, and he died. And so the father is out there advocating for laws. And one of the things is I know that a lot of people don't like the idea of a law, but it's something that I really hadn't thought about because I don't have guns in my house. And when I heard his story, it really resonated with me because I started to think, wow, what if I send my kids to someone else's house and they have a weapon that is not secured and my kids haven't been exposed to that knowledge of what to do there. And that's, I mean, on me as well, because I need to have that conversation. But I think a lot of families are in my position where, oh, it's not going to happen to me because I don't have that situation in my house. But our kids go over to play with someone else. Wouldn't I rather see something like this coming from school where my kids already know the dangers and that the, the necessary that the need to be careful around a weapon like this, what could possibly be the argument to stop kids from understanding what a weapon is? Ideology and narrative. And that's simply all it is. Kansas actually through how both houses, of the legislature this year passed for their schools to teach Eddie Eagle to all the children. So they'd be aware the governor vetoed. Uh, they just want to stop any sort of education. Tudor, I, I don't disagree. There are 120 million firearm owners out there. That's a lot of firearms. They have a responsibility also. One way or another, if not to secure the firearm, to make sure that people who don't, not just children, people who don't need access, shouldn't have access to that firearm, don't have it. And that's on all of us. But you are absolutely right. I learned at a young age about firearms, about the safety and responsibility of firearms. You'll have to teach your children too, because as you said, not necessarily in your house, but anywhere they go these days, they're going to be exposed. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is, quote, worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once, and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com tutor to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com tutor. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, it's the left that doesn't want to have this discussion, but I would argue it's also the left that is pushing it out in the media. They're pushing it out in movies. They make it look very sexy to be out there with a gun. And, you know, you've got all of these different female characters that carry a gun around. And like I said, it looks very interesting. So if you're a kid that hasn't really been had that explained to them, the, the full consequences. And we have to remember that the mental development of children alone would prevent them from fully understanding the consequences of a weapon. And so the idea that the same left who makes it so sexy to have a weapon does not want kids to have a discussion about the dangers of a weapon seems totally counterproductive. Well, I'll push back a little bit on the left's message about the the mental capacity of our children. Uh, All of us grew up and our hands aren't all bandaged because we touch that stove, because our parents told us at a young age, don't touch that hot stove. Yeah, we can't teach safety and we can't teach responsibility. I am opposed to mandating any restrictions on the Second Amendment. That's just part of what's ingrained in America. But the fact that folks should teach responsibility, they should teach safety. I'm an advocate that folks, if you own a firearm, if you have a firearm, you should get training, you should practice, but that's not what the Second Amendment says, and I respect that Second Amendment. So they've tried to get around the idea of go people understanding that there's an attack against the Second Amendment by doing things like banning guns on public lands and changing ammunition out. All can, can you explain a little bit about that so people understand that the behind the scenes is that they're really working hard to limit your ability to have freedom and rights when it comes to owning a firearm and going out and just and hunting. All of these things are being limited in ways that you may, may not be hearing about on the news because no one really wants to talk about it. But Go into the closing of public lands and the traditional ammunition. Oh, Tudor, it's an all-out attack on our Second Amendment. And the idea is to disarm America. So especially now, recently in Michigan, they cut out the use of lead ammunition and lead lead sinkers on our fishing lines to be able to use. Uh, The ATF has been doing inspections of FFLs. Those are firearm, uh, those folks that are licensed to sell firearms, inspections and shutting them down. 
So wait, this is not a legislative branch. This is not someone who makes law. This is an agency that is essentially making law and saying you can't do something, even though it has not gone through a single elected official. This is government overreach at its worst. Yesterday, the Democrats, though, as a piece of legislation, introduced a thousand percent excise tax on what they call assault weapons and what they call high capacity magazine. A thousand percent excise tax across the board. They're attacking. They're trying to shut down private sales of firearms so that what they dictate to me, what I can do with my own property uh, across the board. This is an all out attack. And as I said, they're trying to disarm America. So why is it that we struggle so much to get hunters to come out and vote? Because this is you. We have got to have some of our elected officials stand up against this, expose this and then fight against it. We hear so many Republicans standing up and saying, I stand for the Second Amendment, but they either don't get elected or we don't they don't have enough people to fight against this. So why is it that that one group of voters does not come out? We have to engage them. We have to let them know what's happening to their rights, to their love. Now, bottom line, those tutors, you know, or you go hunting too. <clears throat> we just want to be left alone. Mm-hmm. We just want to do what we've done. And whether it's providing food for our family or, as an example, Hunters for the Hungry is an amazing program. There are folks that go out there and harvest some of those overpopulated deers you've mentioned and through a processing center, turn that into meals for folks who can't otherwise afford to have any type of protein in their uh, in their diet. So there's a lot of good programs. The conservation's another one. They want to shut all that down, and it is is nefarious. It is an ugly means of controlling us and taking away our freedom. When you say they want to shut it down, give a few examples. We talked about the public lands. Where have you seen that happening, that they're shutting down public lands and not letting people go out and hunt? Closing down public lands across the board, and they've tried in Pennsylvania, they've tried out west in several states there, Colorado also. The other the other way they do this is by declaring all of a sudden a lot of these animals as protected species, which clearly they are not, but that's another tactic they've used. In some cases, it's restricting the types of firearms, types of ammunition that can be used while hunting in their states. We've had a huge uh, multi-decade fight about whether or not we can go hunting on Sundays, which is a day when most people have off from work. You you go to church and then you go out hunting. A lot of states are just now come around to uh, allow that. Interesting. So we had a situation um, probably about 10 years ago now. It may have been longer. It's one of those things where you kind of forget how many years have passed. But a few years back, we had a proposal on the ballot that was to stop people from being able to hunt wolves in the state of Michigan. And if you're in lower Michigan, you don't really see wolves, right? So they had all these commercials and it was effective. These wolves were babies. They look cuddly. They're like your little puppy, right? And they're they're saying, how could you possibly allow hunters to kill these wolves. And again, they're close to endangered. And then I spoke to a friend that was in the upper peninsula of Michigan. She's like, are you kidding me? We can't let our dogs outside. We can't let our kids play outside. This is such a crucial problem in the upper peninsula of Michigan, where we have these wolves that are just running wild. And ultimately, this passed that they could not hunt the wolves. And so the people in the Upper Peninsula are like, I mean, we've got this saying that you just like shoot them and bury them and don't tell anybody because it's such an incredible danger. 
Why is it that there is not enough education out there? Why does it seem like the commercials are very, and I, I say commercials because I think this is the key to the left. They find you where you are. They tug on your heartstrings. They send commercials to your phone, to your TVs. They find you and they tell you, you have to be on our side. And it is convincing. I'm telling you, I saw these commercials. I'm like, why would we hunt these nearly endangered species? And then you find out the truth that people can't let their kids play in the backyard. How do we fight back against this message that's just truly a lie? Well, as, as you know, we try every day. You try every day. I try every day. The NRA does across the board. Our, a, lot, a lot of the people we partner with right now, I'm watching Turning Point USA, trying to fight that fight with the next generation, Heritage, uh, the Federalist Society. Everyone's trying to get that message out. We have to be strong on this. We can't back off. This move recently with the cut, shutting down of archery and hunting, to bring it back to that, mm. passed through the Bipartisan Community Safety Act, excuse me, Tudor, of which a lot of supposed our folks voted for. They're finding out now there's a lot embedded in that that the Democrats, the left, has taken advantage of. We've got to be strong on that. There's not compromise anymore. They want to message their message. We've got to be able to get our message out. And if we don't all stay in this, if we don't continue the fight and pushing our message out, we'll lose. This won't be a free America. And that's, I think, the message to our hunting population, especially in the state of Michigan, that is so strong, such a large group of folks that could be voting that are not voting. Please make sure you are out there voting for people who are going to defend your rights and defend all of our rights. Really, that is the message that we want to put out there today. But you talked about meals. You talked about these people with the the deer. They're making sure that people that don't have the food can eat. I mean, these are things that we're seeing right now with the homelessness problem, with the migrant problem. Problem, all of this, this, and the, and we keep hearing from the Biden administration, oh, there's going to be a reduction in the, our food supply. We're not going to have enough food. We're going to be food, you know, have food poverty and all of these things. We also have a situation where deer running into the streets, this overpopulation of deer is an incredible danger as well to people. Why are we not talking more about the good things that come from these, like what you were just saying, providing venison for folks who don't have meals? Why can't we highlight that more? I mean, is this something that is coming from, I look at the state of Michigan, we have all of these organizations, about 15 organizations here that are run by Democrats who are putting out the complete opposite message and other messages as well. But they bring in millions of dollars come election time to put the, this information out there, this false information. Uh, you talked about turning point. When am I going to start seeing some of the Republican organizations get out there with education campaigns that hit people on their cell phones that are going into their homes that are really making a difference? Because I got to tell you, as somebody that ran for office, it didn't come. I was promised it. It didn't come. Yeah, I'll tell you, one of the one of the issues is, and it's just a fa function of life, especially in our political world. So much of it, so much of it's dependent on the money. Yeah, you know, left has huge mega donors. The Soros is out there that are contributing to their effort. We're not seeing that on the right, and and it's unfortunate. But the bottom line is, without the funds to be able to get that message out, we're always going to be at a disadvantage. We count so much on our activists, our grassroots folks to carry the ball on this. We need to give them that support, but without the funding, it does get tough. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. 
Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from 4Patriots is, quote, worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once, and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com tutor to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com tutor. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We certainly have seen a lot of these gun laws going into effect in the state of Michigan. Certainly now with the Democrats taking over, we've seen a lot of gun laws and their their argument is that schools will be safer. That's their big argument. But I would take you to the MSU shooting. Michigan State had a gentleman wander onto campus from the local Lansing area. Lansing is the capital of the state of Michigan. Wandered on. This is a guy who committed a crime, had a felony in his background because he had a weapon that was not registered. The prosecutor did not give him a felony, did not charge him with a felony, charged him with a misdemeanor because she had a history of saying that if she charged black men with felonies, she felt that it was racist. And so we know that he didn't get the the treatment that he deserved when he was a felon. And then ultimately, this 
this lo- this cost us three lives, but more at, at the state at Michigan State because we had five people injured, three people killed. This changes the lives of hundreds of people across the state, and we also know that Lansing is in this the country in the entire United States the seventeenth most violent city in the country. So we are hearing, it, it really does tug at the heartstrings of people when you say, oh, these gun laws will stop this. But none of the gun laws that are that are new to Michigan would have stopped this. When do we start fighting back and saying, they've got to enforce the laws that are already on the books. If you enforce the general laws we have regarding safety and guns, we wouldn't have these problems. Yeah, well, Tudor, let, let, me, let me tell you, this is not a lost cause. Okay, we have fought back. We fought back in 2016, electing President Trump, who brought us three conservative Supreme Court justices that have changed the world as far as the Second Amendment's concerned with the decision that the NRA pushed case to the Supreme Court last year with the decision against Bruin that allowed us to carry for self-defense outside of the home. We had uh, 200,000 great American patriots show up at our Great American Outdoor Show for the NRA in Pennsylvania in a cold February. 77,000 wow. come to our annual meeting in Indianapolis this year, uh, all because, yeah, they support the NRA, but because they support freedom and they support America and they want America to be great again. So it's not all lost. We are pushing back. We just have to do better. We have to get better. We have to win elections. It's key. You know, what happened in Michigan this year by giving the Democrats control of all three, uh, effectively, all three of the, the administrative, the law passing bodies, uh, we've got to do better and we've got to win those elections and we've got to turn that around. Well, and I, and I, I know I'm pushing it on you, but I, my goal here is for us to get that message out that money matters. I mean, I hate to say it, but look at your local candidates, find out how you can support them, but also what organizations are in your state that you can be supporting to get the message out. Because I think that's where we are falling behind. And the NRA is one of those organizations that will do a lot when it comes to election time to help get the message out of what the other side is doing to take your rights away. It's hard for us to understand when you're going through life and you're in the pickup line, you're taking kids to soccer, I think it's hard for the average everyday person to fully understand how the state has weaponized their power against you. And again, I want to go to the fact that these are not necessarily your legislators, but your legislators have a lot of power if they are the ones that are in the majority to go to these agencies that are making law. I'll, I'll go to in Michigan, I believe it's the DNR recently made a rule that if you are not wearing hunter's orange and they catch you, that's a misdemeanor and you lose your concealed carry. So why is it that, again, an agency can come in and make a rule that ultimately can end up in you losing your ability to carry a weapon? And why is that? Why is that the punishment? Doesn't that seem a little bit like they're they're going after this portion of society to make sure weapons are gone. Well, and the ATF has come out. Uh, they changed the rule on bump stocks. They changed the rule on pistol braces. All of this, especially based on the case that we won at the Supreme Court last June, is going to get overturned, but it'll take time. Meanwhile, they're infringing on our rights the same way with this Hunter Orange and a misdemeanor uh, without that going through the legislature. Now, I'll tell you uh, again, and then you should be envious of this. 27 constitutional carry states out there. The tide is turning. We have to be strong. We have to win elections. And for all of us that are watching, all of us that are donating, 
it's not just at the U.S. Senate, U.S. Congress, and the presidential election. Our folks have to get involved at every level. The school boards, the school, uh, the county councils, the town councils. We've got to be involved at every level and start changing our lives around. I mean, what are the opportunities with these the agencies that we're talking about? How is it that you can get into everybody talks about the swamp? It, it truly is the bureaucracy that makes a lot of the decisions. And in the state of Michigan, we have very short term limits, which a lot of people love the idea of term limits. But I will tell you, our experience has been that we have inexperienced legislators who get pushed around by the bureaucracy and the lobbyists, and they end up making a lot of these decisions. So you end up with these rules that become laws from agencies. How do you, if you are somehow involved in, I mean, anything, farming, in hunting, in all of these different areas, conservation, how do you get into the bureaucracy as well? Because I think a lot of people just think, I don't want to be involved in government. But if we don't have you involved, then these people are running amok. A lot of it's electing the right people and getting them in, getting the fighters in there that'll come and take on these agencies, clean out the swamp. The absolute best thing that could have happened to Michigan in this past two years is to elect Tudor Dixon for governor. <laughs> we missed that opportunity. Hopefully we'll get that opportunity again. But somebody who will come in and clean out that swamp, uh, they're not all bad. Not all the bureaucrats are bad. Some of them are just there. They want to save their job because the left is in charge. But a great majority have been there just because they have the job and they'll enforce anything that they feel they ought to enforce as opposed well, to I the think, law or what the people stand for. And I think after COVID, we really got to see how important the governor of your state is. They appoint a lot of the folks that are directors of these agencies. They are taking the state in one direction or another. Obviously, we saw other things that the governor has power over to keep open or shut down over COVID. But really, it is important that everybody get involved in elections. So if you are out there and you're one of those groups that just typically doesn't vote. And and I've heard from the evangelical groups, well, we don't like to mix religion with politics. And the, the fact of the matter is that politics can take away your religion. So I encourage you to make sure you have people that will make sure that that doesn't mix in the way you don't want it to. The same with the hunting population. I've had hunters that have said we exactly what you said earlier, which was so key. Hey, we just want to be left alone. We just want to, and you can be left alone if you get the right people in office. So I just wanted to make sure that people know that even if you want to be left alone and you don't love the political world, take time every couple of years to research the candidates that are out there and make sure you have somebody that is going to be fighting on your behalf. And, and when you do, if you do give money for any type of political giving, just vet out that organization and ask them, what are you going to do to make sure that the truth is out there? The truth gets out there and you support what I believe in freedom, yes. the ability to, to be free, the ability to live my life the way I want to live my life in America. That's right. That's right. Well, do you have any big trainings coming up or anything that you can tell the folks about? We do. I, well, I'll tell you, we have 125,000 NRA certified trainers across the U.S. teaching firearm safety to over a million Americans each year. There are a lot of new firearms owners out there in this last uh, 48 straight months of over 1 million firearms bought. So a lot of folks go ahead and get that training, go ahead and practice. Uh, you can go to NRA.org, find a trainer near you. Other organizations do training also. We also have online free hunters uh, education training. So everybody's got to take advantage of that. Yeah, we actually have one guy um, who is, uh, I think one of your 
NRI directors or someone, Rick Ector. Are you familiar with Rick? You know, I saw, I, I arrived at his shoot last year, the day after you were there. Oh. Uh, he just completed it again this year. It was this past weekend when he and, had and, another 1,200 women come through. Uh, and it's interesting to work. me because during COVID, we had an uptick in the number of Black American women who came to buy firearms, and now they're being trained. And so the majority of the people that get trained at his trainings, they are in, they're coming from minority neighborhoods. And and I talked to the women last year about it, and I said, what, what do you, why do you want to do this? And they said, you know what, I want to be able to feel safe, and I want to know that I understand how to use a weapon. So I think a lot of people don't understand that that the people who are buying weapons today are from all different backgrounds and they are looking to be able to handle it safely. And they go to the NRA and they go to aligned programs with the NRA because they know that's going to help them to be able to protect themselves, especially in a world that we're seeing become more and more violent. And women need that equalizer. With this uptick in sales, especially during, and, and I contend it wasn't the, the virus, it was this unbelievable violence and ugliness yeah, by Antifa yeah. and BLM, everybody went out and got a firearm. With the numbers that came back, we found that it was 40% women, first-time firearms mm. owners, 40% uh, Blacks, 38% Hispanic, an uptick of 22% of Asians who went out and bought firearms for the first time, and they need the training. The program that Rick Ector set up in Detroit, uh, and, and we brought Rick along, we brought him onto the NRA Board of Directors, uh, one reason was because what he's highlighted is an opportunity for, for women, especially minority women, to be trained. I'm trying to encourage Rick and other folks to spread this around, take it to other cities. We can do this not just in Detroit, but we can do this across the nation to give more people the opportunity to learn firearm safety and be empowered to defend themselves. Absolutely. And he is an incredible guy. We actually had him on the podcast, too. I would encourage people to go back and listen to that because he has some really unique stories. And just his story of why he got into this was unique as well, because he had come ac across a crime scene where he thought this woman might have lived had she had the ability to protect herself. And I think that that's the other message here is people as the society becomes increasingly more dangerous, they want to be able to protect themselves and anybody standing in your way of protecting yourself, really you need to wonder, is that person out for my best interest or is this person just f functioning in some radical ideology? And, and that's where we are today. Too many people are stuck in the absolute of their ideology and not seeing that there's gray areas where people need your support. But I appreciate you being willing to come on and talk about it. Willis Lee, thank you so much for being with us today. Dude, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for the topic. Absolutely. And thank you all for joining me on the Tudor Dixon podcast for this episode and others. Go to TudorDixonPodcast.com. You can subscribe right there or check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. And join us next time on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Have a blessed day. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com tutor to get your solar generator. Generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com slash tutor. 
I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.